What's up, guys, and welcome back to the podcast. My name is Chavez, and if you are new here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Come on in, put your shit down, and let's talk. It's gotta be love. It's gotta be love. It's gotta be love. It's gotta be love. What is going on, y'all? I hope y'all are having a great week. Um, I hope y'all had a great month. The month of September is coming to a close. So I hope y'all did everything that y'all said y'all wanted to do. I hope y'all took the time out to do it for you. And if you haven't, look, we got next month to do it all over again. Okay. Um, But with me, I've been having a lot going on. Y'all know your boy is in his final semester of my graduate program and you know, I've been having a lot going on, internship stuff, personal stuff. And then on top of that, I'm presenting with two of my professors and another person in the program at the LCA conference, um, not next week, but the week after next. And then I'm also um, one of the volunteers at the conference. So I have to work the conference at the same time. Um, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be a lot. You know, I just I have the tendency to involve myself in a lot of different things. And y'all know, last time we spoke, uh, one of my personal projects that I've been having going on, I finally have like a physical thing that I can hold into my hand to say, like, I've done this. Um, Of course, there's still some things that need to be done uh, before I talk about it on the podcast. I just or I talk about it publicly. I just don't want nobody to steal my stuff. Y'all know how that goes. So I'm keeping it to myself. But aside from that, in my personal life, I've really just been chilling. I've been enjoying me. I've been thinking less about relationships and more about myself, I guess. Like what makes me happy? What gives me um, that type of relief, that 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 peace? Um, that I've been looking for because I don't know, somebody came to me and told me that it was Mercury retrograde that had me going through it. Um, end of August, middle of September, they said that's what was going on. And I ain't gonna lie, I did feel like a shift in like the atmosphere for myself, at least once they said it was over. I don't know if it's a mind thing. I don't know if it's real. That's for y'all to decide. But yeah, I don't know. I'm in a great space. Um, I'm excited for the conference. I'm excited for graduation. Uh, I got these uh, big exams coming up. One of them determines whether I graduate or not, which we know I'm I'm graduating. Okay, your boy got a 4.0. Um, and then I have the NCE, the licensure exam that I have to take. So I'll be doing that soon in November. Yeah, I think I take both of them in November. No. Yeah. And then I have grad fair next week. I don't know, y'all. Shit is just getting real. Shit is winding down. Well, shit is winding down in terms of being at the end of my program, but things are picking up in terms of life. Okay. Um, Life don't wait for nobody. Okay. It do not wait for nobody. But to get right on into the episode I because this month is September and it is Suicide Prevention Awareness Month, I wanted to talk about suicide. I wanted to talk about addressing suicide in the black community. Um, I just got to get real with y'all. I want to discuss 
this deep and important topic, suicide. September is dedicated to suicide awareness and as a mental health professional in training, I feel like it's crucial that we address these issues. Well, this issue. So before we begin, I wanted to take a moment of silence for all of those who have lost their lives to suicide and for all of those who have lost someone to suicide. All right, y'all. So suicide is a topic that I feel like a lot of people avoid talking about because people think that if you talk about it, you might give somebody this idea or you might encourage these thoughts of self-harm or suicide in those people. But if we don't talk about it, how can things ever get better? So in this episode, I plan to talk about how suicide impacts the black community. Um there are a lot of misconceptions about suicide and it's just, I feel like the way that we as black people handle suicide and mental health in general is just not the best. And I want to talk about why people might be feeling uncomfortable talking about suicide and even just talking to someone who's um, contemplating ending in their life. Okay. Um, so first, I wanted to start by saying that suicide affects all of us. It does not discriminate based on race, sexual orientation, or socioeconomic status. Because as a human being, we try to make sense of why somebody would want to end their life, even when things appear to be good with them, um, at least by society standards. You know, they live in the best life. They got money. They got cars. Uh, they got a good job. They have a nice family. They have a husband, wife, kids. Why would somebody want to do that? But suicide isn't always logical, uh, especially when you got emotions and trauma involved. I mean, how, like, how can it be? How can it be? And so the stigma that surrounds mental health issues in the black community and even seeking help from mental health professionals, it, it I, and I, I just feel like it plays such a big part in why things are the way they are now. Even certain aspects of black culture play a significant role in how suicide affects us. I, I, it's, it's just crazy to me that there's still this belief that having a mental health disorder makes you weak or makes you flawed. And I just feel like that way of thinking has led people to keep these struggles to themselves and try to deal with it on their own when they may need professional help or if they choose to deal with it at all because some people just push it down and just keep moving. And I feel like this is especially true for black men because we often taught that emotions are a sign of weakness. Men are not supposed to cry. That's just... I, that, that to me is idiotic. Like men not supposed to be soft. We not supposed to be crying over this, this and that. And I feel like that way of thinking and that way of being comes from like this old standard that black men adopted due to the legacy of like slavery and systemic oppression. You know, like when I, when I envision this issue, I kind of picture the conversation being like, 
we don't have no time to deal with these issues at home when we got to deal with these struggles everywhere else. You got to deal with people being racist. You got to deal with not being paid enough. You got to deal with um, putting food on the table because if you don't go to work and you trying to take this mental health day, your kids might not eat. You might not have somewhere to live. You might not have no clothes to wear. You know what I'm saying? It's just so many different things that play a part in why the black community is the way it is in terms of mental health, especially suicide. Cause I know one of the things that I used to hear and I've heard it in movies and stuff is that suicide is like this white people's thing. Like, no, <laughs> it affects all of us. And, you know, I feel like people are just uncomfortable with it because of the nature of suicide and you know it's just it, it could be sad it could be morbid at times but at the end of the day if we don't talk about it how can things ever get better and I feel like as black people we not always afforded the luxury the luxury of caring about how we may be affected by something or even the way we feel about something because things got to get done shit got to get done kids got to be fed I got to get this degree I got to have this job like I've seen so many black people ignore their physical, mental and emotional health trying to take care of responsibilities because we don't have adequate support in the black community. I mean, oh, in the mental health community. Like there's just not a lot of things out here for us. And yes, things are getting better. I've seen you know, the way things are being improved and in order to have your LPC license, you have to uh, get three hours of multicultural um, educate uh, CEUs and all of that stuff. Yeah. OK, cool. But at the end of the day, if nobody's willing to go into these communities and nobody's willing to um, address these things head on, how could they ever change if we as mental health professionals or mental health professionals in training, we only go into uh, we only go into specific um, places, schools, uh, practices, environments. And we only are working with the middle class uh, of black people like, no, let's let's get down to the nitty and gritty because. It's time for us to really get into the community and really do the work. And, yeah, there are a lot of people out here that are trying to do it. But I feel like it could be more of us because we can't ever turn this thing around if we not all in all for one. And I understand that working with certain populations, uh, it comes with challenges, especially with the black community. I know my people. I know my people. We don't we don't trust people. outright. It takes us a minute to warm up to people. We already have issues with uh trusting the healthcare system and all of those things play a part into why the black community isn't receiving the type of support that it needs in terms of mental health because I know and speaking from personal experiences I just didn't feel comfortable talking about you know certain things that I was feeling because of these um these standards that you're supposed to live by as a black man or as a black person, like I, it, it's bullshit to me. It's bullshit to me. We're all human. We all feel things. We all go through things. And to make people feel like they have to isolate themselves or keep these feelings to themselves. That's why we're in the position that we're in now, because I know me personally, I, 
I don't like to talk about a lot of things. I keep a lot of things to myself because that that was what I heard growing up. And not that it specifically came from my mom because I feel like, you know, she would check in on us and stuff like that. But you you kind of know when you feel like, yeah, you know that they would be there for you, but you know that they don't want to really hear this. They don't really want to talk about this. You can tell the hesitation that that comes when it comes to talking about um, <clears throat> mental health, when it comes to talk about feeling like you want to kill yourself and stuff like that. Because I... I remember like hearing growing up that kids don't get stressed. Kids don't get tired. What you tired for? You not working. You not doing this and not doing that. And that in itself creates issues. That in itself creates isolation because you telling me that as a child, as a teenager, as whatever, I'm not supposed to feel these things. And this is what I'm feeling. So now I'm confused because why am I feeling these things? If you telling me I shouldn't be, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just creates this confusion and it creates this continuous cycle where nothing's going to change. And I feel like we have to get in this community and we have to do the work. We have to help begin to change these mindsets. And especially with the kids, like a lot of times that begins in the schools because, yeah, the parents are not talking about suicide. Yeah, the parents aren't talking about mental health all the time. So why can't we touch it, touch on mental health in the schools? And while things are getting better in that direction, People, families still don't want their um, kids learning about suicide while they're in school, which is crazy to me, which is crazy to me. You with I personally would think that as a parent, you will want your child to know more about suicide, to want your child to know that if you ever feel these things, you could come to me. You can go to your school counselor. You can go to a social worker on campus. You can go to somebody at the school, somebody at home, so you can feel safe instead of making people feel isolated like they have to keep these things to themselves. Because I'm going to say, and I think I might have revealed it in one of my episodes, but whatever. But I had thoughts with suicide before. And I remember feeling like I can't tell nobody this. Why? Why is that a thing? Why is that a thing? And I, I thank God every day that I didn't, you know, I wasn't at that point where like I was just about to do it and all of this, this and that. But I know that I was at a low point in my life at that point. And, you know, it had to do with teenage relationships. That's neither here nor there. But I remember that being one of the lowest points I ever felt in my life. And I vowed that I would never want to feel like that again. And that in itself created a ripple effect and created um, me shutting down and not really wanting to um, go all in in romantic relationships because of feeling like that, because I didn't have nobody to help me talk through those things. And so as an adult, those are things that I'm working through. And a lot of the issues that we go through as adults are because of things that have happened to us, because of things that we have witnessed, because of things that we have felt growing up. I don't know if y'all know that, but it is. Because the way that we approach life has to do with the way that we were brought up. And to get back into um, suicide in the black community, I know that from having conversations with people and just overhearing things over the years, I learned that a lot of black women 
particularly older generations, you know, like my mama generation and whatever and grandma and stuff like that. You know, I've heard from them that they kept these traumatic experiences from from their people like rape and molestation and domestic abuse because they didn't feel like nobody would believe them or nobody did believe them when they stepped up and told like people carry these experiences with them. And if we are not providing a safe space for people to be heard, seen, believed or even cared for, people will continue to suffer in silence. And in the worst case scenario, people turn to suicide as a solution to their problems. Like statistics literally say that suicide is a third leading cause of death for those ages 10 to 24. And this is 2019 to 2020 statistics. And it's the fourth leading cause of death for those ages 25 to 34. And that's in the black community. That's in the black community, not the nation as a whole in the black community. So if we don't step up and we don't talk about these things, how could they ever get better? How could they ever get better? And there's just so many things that people believe about suicide that or just mental health in general that doesn't do nothing but perpetuate the same thing over and over. And that's distrust. And that's why as a black male in this profession, as a black gay male in this profession, I make it my point to talk about those things. I make it my point to check in with my students that I've been working with in internship to make sure they good, to make sure they feel like they have support. Because they may not be getting it at home all the time. And, you know, that. It, it, that goes for all races because a lot of people believe that you could just pray suicide away. A lot of people believe that you could just pray mental health uh, issues away. No. Prayer alone, religion alone does not always fix things, especially when it's something serious. If somebody is experiencing major depression I guarantee you just praying alone is not going to do it. Faith without works is dead. So if you're not putting in the work to get better, prayer alone not going to get you there. So putting in the work is going to actually see somebody. Maybe it's medication that you need. Maybe it's therapy that you need. You know, there's so many things out there for us to take part in, um, to, to be involved and to get the help that we need. But because of our lack of trust in our healthcare system, that's why we end up here. We end up here. And so I want to be that black male, that black gay male that stands up, that stands in front of y'all to say that I'm here. If you need me, I'm here. We can talk about whatever it is. And I got you. You know what I'm saying? Not that I'm going to be your crutch. Forever, but you know, sometimes people just need somebody to lean on until they until they can heal and they can stand on their own, and that's what therapy for 
provides. That's what mental health professionals provide for people. Just being there, being a type of support to let people know that they're not alone in this fight and you don't have to fight it alone fight it by yourself so if you feel like you're not being heard or if you feel like you're not being seen or there's something that you've just been keeping inside go talk to somebody like seriously talk to somebody about it because we as mental health professionals are ethically and legally obligated to keep your stuff to ourselves to keep it confidential you know unless we deem that you're in serious harm to yourself or somebody else, then we have to report that. But aside from that, like y'all good. Y'all can talk about these problems before it gets to the point where you feel like um, you want to end your life or you feel like, you know, harming yourself. Because, I mean, some people do cut and, you know, just do reckless things because they don't care about their life. They don't care about life in general. But I just want to be able to, to be that person that continuously instills hope in people who feel like they're at this point. And I hate that people even have to get to this point to be seen and to be heard. Because your child should not have to come home and say, you know, I'm feeling suicidal before you ever even saw any signs. You know, I, you got to pay attention. If your children start to withdraw, they're not interested in the same things that they used to be interested in. And they they just, you know, looking up morbid things or been into different things that, you know, just kind of raise some red flags. Like pay attention to that kind of stuff. And suicide, I mean, and social media definitely plays a big part in suicide, especially in today's <laughs> today's society okay um i just at times it seems like certain movies and certain shows may and certain people uh like social media influencers can glorify suicide and it it may be unintentional on their part but i don't want people to ever feel like suicide is the answer because i guarantee you there's there's another way. Suicide is not is, is it's not the answer. And a lot of people just want a permanent solution to something that they may be temporarily going through or something that if they just spoke about, if they just went and got the help that they needed, they would move past it. So even if you're not a mental health professional that are mental health professional in training, it doesn't mean that you can't be there for somebody. You know, I, I just feel like we have to take away this hesitation um, when it comes to that, because and, and you know, I'm going to speak to a situation and I'm not going to go into detail because it's not my business to tell. But there was this social media friend that I had that you know, posted some alarming things on there. You know, he was thanking the people that in his life to be there, that they were there for him and all of these things. things. And, you know, to me, I just, I felt like an immediate, like, red flag. I'm like, something is wrong. Something is going on. So, you know, I'm reaching out on social media and, you know, we've never met in person, whatever. We cool. We just had a little conversation back and forth on social media and so, you know, I'm reaching out, trying to um, see what's going on. And I remember that he's friends with this other guy 
that I know of. So I reached out to him so that he could reach out to his friend. And, you know, it just became a whole thing. And to me, I just wouldn't want to had let that moment pass and I not say something. And I could have possibly been uh, somebody that could have stopped it. So I always try to intervene when I see stuff like that, when I hear stuff like that. Like you got to check in on your people when you start noticing these things. You got to make sure that they're okay. Because I know for me, like in my personal life, I tend to isolate myself. I tend to withdraw socially, not really talking to nobody, not really doing anything, just kind of staying home. And I feel like that in itself is a sign that something is not okay. And of course, you know, thankfully, I I don't be in like a suicidal state or nothing. I just kind of, I don't know, I just kind of retreat into myself so that I could deal with whatever it is I got going on without letting it spill over into other people's lives. So I, I, I got an issue with letting people be there for me. I'm working on it, y'all. I'm working on it. Um, I just had this thing where I just kind of felt like I'm the only one I can depend on. Um, I don't know. Of course, I mean, I feel like I can lean on my mom, of course. But, like, that's how I, I felt like she was the only person that I could really lean on. And even though my friends were there, they say that, you know, if I need anything, if I want to talk about anything, that they are there. It's hard for me to go from being this one way all my life to spilling all my deepest, darkest feelings and secrets and things and conversations with friends. So that's something I'm working on. I need to allow people to be there for me. And so that may be your struggle. You may be the type of person that doesn't want to or may know somebody that doesn't want to, you know, burden anybody with their troubles and with what they're going through. But I guarantee you these people would more likely hope that you would come to them before you decide to end your life. You know, if it's suicidal ideation that you're dealing with, Say that to somebody. Let somebody know that you're feeling suicidal and use those words. Let people know that you're thinking about ending your life. Make it make it real. Let them know like this is what's going on. Um, You know, I'm, and I'm just kind of speaking to everybody at this point, because it's not just to the people who can be there to provide support, but it's also, I'm also speaking to the people who may be feeling these things, who may be experiencing these things, because I want us to do better. I want us to change. Um, I want us to change that feeling like we can't ask for help, feeling like we can't allow somebody to be there for us. And I, I know that it's a struggle. I can relate. You know, it's it's hard coming from a person that feels like you can only lean on yourself to actually being able to lean on somebody to know what that looks like to know what that feels like because in the beginning anything new anything different is going to feel uncomfortable it is just like anybody that goes to therapy for the first time you know your first couple sessions might feel weird you might feel like you can't open up um but eventually you get there whether that takes one session or whether that takes five sessions, as long as you keep going, as long as you keep talking, talk about it, 
like I just talk about it and that's like one of the things like I deal with with my um with my students that I've been working with like if you are feeling these things let me know you know like had a student that was looking up how to tie a noose so you know in the school system you get they look up anything on these chromebooks they get uh they get flagged school counselor and administration get notified so i'm pulling him from class trying to figure out what's going on and you know he tells me that he's good now but over the weekend he was thinking about ending his life like no let me know those things let people know those things and so i'm happy that he was you know, feeling comfortable enough to even share that with me, to even share that with his, his, you know, uh, people so that he can get the help that he needs. And I feel like we all need to do those things. We all need to let people know when we're feeling down past the point where we feel like we can't help ourselves. Let people know, talk about it. Make sure there's at least one person in your circle that you can go to that you feel like you can trust. That may be a friend. That may be a coworker. You know, that may be a teacher. It, you just make sure you find you somebody that you feel like you can trust. Even if, you know, no, no one person has all the answers, but at least they can provide some type of support to let you know that you're not alone. You know, I, I don't believe that we were placed in this world to walk through life alone. I just don't believe that. And so whenever you start to feel isolated, whenever y'all start to feel alone, feel like nobody's there for you, think to yourself, are you allowing people to be there for you? Because I know there's this <laughs> there's this saying going around now. It's like, am I the problem? Like, I feel like some of the times we are the problem. <laughs> you know, we just got to be able to look within to figure out what it is that we're feeling, what it is that we're experiencing, because it's not always that somebody is not there for you. It's that maybe you're not allowing people to be there for you. So I challenge everybody to open themselves up to, um, learning more about suicide, being aware when you see different signs of suicide and just being able to provide that support for somebody and not in terms of trying to be their counselor or whatever, but in terms of being a shoulder that they can lean on if they need to talk, if they need to cry, and even encouraging them to go and seek professional help if it's if you see that that's what they need, they need, or if they say that's what they need, you know, maybe that looks like you sitting down with them and pulling out your laptop, your phone to look up some mental health professionals in the area. If that means you giving them the 988 suicide and crisis hotline, you can text, you can call, you can chat online 24 seven, you know, just giving these resources and being some type of support so that we can alleviate these issues that we as people, as black people go through in our own community, because we, you know, of course there's a lot of the outside stuff, but there's also a lot of internal things that's within the black community that perpetuates these things. 
that makes things worse. I feel like a lot of the beliefs that we hold, um, not a lot, but you know, some of the beliefs that we hold as black people are because of the things that our ancestors, our ancestors have went through. You know, I feel like at a certain point, certain things become that they lose its usefulness. So now it's time for you to grow. Now it's time for you to learn. Because one of the things I said um, while talking to a student is that to learn is to grow. And we cannot grow if we choose to remain oblivious. And what I mean by that is when we learn more about what we're experiencing, when we learn more about suicide and mental health and things like that, we continue to grow. And if we choose not to learn those things, then we're choosing not to grow as people. And I know that a lot of black people that I know from, you know, the hoods that I've been in, the hoods that I've grown up around and all of that stuff, people choose to remain in those places sometimes. Because you you know those people that you've grown up with that had so much potential that you just knew was going to be the greatest thing out here, but choose to remain in the places that they are, even with opportunities. And, you know, I'm I'm not negating the fact that we're not all I mean, we don't all have the same opportunities. That's not what I'm saying. But those people that you've seen that had those opportunities, but you but chose to stay in that same space because they didn't want to go to uh, different heights. They didn't want to leave people behind. It, it's, I don't know. We just got to start doing away with these certain ways of thinking so that we can change the this, this stigma around mental health. We can change the way we conceptualize suicide, self-harm. It happens in the black community. It happens. I've seen it. I've been it. You know, um, I don't know. I, I know today is pretty a deep episode, but and some people might not even be comfortable listening to it or finishing the episode. And that's cool. But I do feel like it needs to be said. It needs to be heard. It needs to be learned. Um. We just got to do better as people um, to keep going, even when things make us feel uncomfortable, like certain topics. This I wasn't always this comfortable with talking about suicide. Honestly, I didn't I've never told anybody I've thought about suicide until this year. Uh, Like it. I understand. Like, I understand all of that. But you have to put in the work to get to where you want to be. So if you want to be comfortable talking about this, um, learn more. Research. You know, it's it's not all just listening to podcasts because, I mean, the information that we find in podcasts are oftentimes from personal experiences and from, of course, things that we've researched. So research some stuff. Look, get on your phone, Google some things, see how you can be more aware in your own personal life. To watch out for the signs, to make sure somebody is good. Because I mean, it it would be, it's the people that, you know, when they commit suicide, it don't make sense to us because 
to us, their life just looked like it was all peaches and cream, unicorns and rainbows and shit. You know, sometimes we don't always catch the signs. You know, that happens. But in those times where we do see it, in those times where we do have this certain intuition or feeling about something, say something. Don't keep it to yourself. Because I know when I be having crazy dreams about something, I be reaching out, making sure people good. You just got to check on your people, check on your friends. Just like, um, what's that, uh, Ride Wave made a song saying, call your friends. And I know that's something I need to do because I've been so into just everything that's been going on in my own personal life. I haven't been in tune with my friend's life. I just really just been to myself, been doing school shit, internship shit, professional shit, you know, just shit. But one of the things I'm trying to get myself to realize is that we all go through things. We all are experiencing life at the same time. It may not be the same things that we going through, but we all go through shit. So don't neglect yourself. Don't neglect your friends because of what you might be going through. Allow people to be there for you. And I'm speaking to you, Chavez, <laughs> speaking to myself. Okay. Speaking to me. Um, yeah, I, I got play. I got things. I got to grow. I got to grow. I'm continuing to grow. Um, so I hope that you guys continue to do the same. I hope that this episode sparks something in you to make you want to be more aware, um, more supportive to your friends, um, your family, whenever they might be going through something, because you never know what somebody is experiencing on the inside, even if the outside looks perfect. You never know. So that's why I always try to be um, a kind person to anybody that I that I meet. I always try to approach people from um, a, a pleasant standpoint so that people don't continue to experience or continue to get beat down by life because that might be what they're doing to themselves. It might be what life is already doing to them. They're just keeping it inside. So open your hearts, open your minds, talk about suicide, okay? Talk about it. Talk about it. Teach your kids about it. Um, I, I know it's uncomfortable. I know it don't seem like something that kids should know about. But I feel like from the middle school age on up, kids need to know because... Baby, these statistics don't lie. These are third leading cause of death for ages 10 to 24. Okay. So these statistics don't lie. It's happening. So whether you talk about it or not, it's happening. You just don't, you just shouldn't want it to happen in your home, in your community, in your family, in your friends. I mean, friendships. So. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say in this episode, y'all, because I know it's a lot. Um, Yeah, it's a, a heavy topic. I know y'all used to me being upbeat and cussing and all of this stuff, but I just had to touch on this before the month was over. So, yeah. 
So I hope that you guys continue to have a great rest of your year, a great rest of your month, a great rest of your week, all of those things, okay? Because we have to choose to be happy sometimes, even in the midst of what we're going through. You just got to choose not to dwell in. I'm not saying ignore and shirk your responsibilities, but you have to choose to have a good day sometimes. Honestly, most of the times. Because life be life in out here. It just do. Um, all right. So y'all know that I like to end my podcast with my favorite segment, which is on repeat, on repeat. So the song that I have been having on repeat lately is most definitely... Okay, so y'all know Rod Wave just released his album. Um, So it's called Nostalgia. So I've been having his album on repeat, but I've also been having one specific song. um, Well, two, actually. Look, I'm giving y'all two this time. So I've been having um, this love story slash interlude on repeat. It's just something about that. It's just like, I feel like he was reading my journal when he was writing some of these songs. And then Call Your Friends that I spoke about earlier in the episode. Like, these songs, I feel like, are so powerful. And I feel like Call Your Friends most definitely fits the episode. Like, call your friends. Check in with them. Make sure they good. You know? Allow your friends to call and check in with you as well. Um, Yeah. So, those are my songs. Those are the things I've been having on repeat. They just... I don't know. It's just... I, when it comes to Ride Wave, it's his lyrics, it's his melodies, his voice, all of the things. I love when he throw in little samples here and there. Okay, look, I'm going on and on. But, yeah, that call your friends and love story. Is it love story? Yes, love story slash interlude on the album. So, y'all check that out. The album is called Nostalgia. And that's probably why I feel like he been all up in my journal and shit. Um but that's neither here nor there. Um, y'all know if y'all need anything in the meantime, in between time, um, to reach out to me on my Instagram, my podcast Instagram, just between you and me dot pod and that's dot P-O-D. Or you can reach out to me on my personal Instagram page, which is with love from Vez. Everything is spelled correctly. Vez is V-E-Z. So y'all reach out talk you know talk to me talk to somebody um yeah so i'm gonna go ahead and let y'all have a great rest of y'all week all right y'all bye